0: Ladies, thanks so much for joining me back on the No Higher Calling podcast. Uh, today's podcast episode, I don't envision being super lengthy. We'll see. Uh, sometimes I think that and then like 45 minutes later, I'm still rambling on. <laughs> but even though I think it's going to be short, sweet, and to the point, um, I think that this one is going to be so impactful, um, so powerful, because I really feel that it's that way in my life. Um, And and I've yet to see all the fruit that will come from this, but I have full confidence in the power of prayer. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. We are going to talk about a most important Prayer request. And I'll just tell what you, or I'll just say what it is right off the bat. um, And then we'll just kind of get into this discussion a little bit. But today I really want to talk about the power and the importance of praying for your child's future spouse. Um, Your sons pray for their future wives. Your daughters pray for their future husbands. Um, So we're going to rewind the clock of my life. Like, over a decade, um, probably almost two decades now, back to my like very, very, very early teens. Um, so I remember being in a service. Don't remember what the service was about, who was preaching, but I remember the pastor giving the challenge to pray for your future spouse. Now, I am an absolute girly girl, romantic always wanted to grow up and get married and have a bunch of kids. That was always on my mind. Um, So I was like, yeah, yeah, I want to start praying for my future husband. Um, And so... I started, now again, this is like early, early, early teens. So I'm not saying that I prayed like every day. It kind of came and went, but the thought was there. The seed was planted in my mind. Um And really throughout my teen years, as I grew um, and as I matured and as I started getting more and more towards the this stage in life where I might be meeting that man that I would marry, um, this idea kept coming back to my mind. Now, I did not date anybody before I dated Simeon. Um, that really wasn't my own doing. Uh, my parents had said that I could not date in high school, which though that made me quite upset at the time, that was just wisdom. Um, you know, we've really, okay, even in my my parenting and, and Simeon and our relationship, um, and once I was able to have enough maturity to to sift through that their decision Maturely, um, I realized that 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 really was godly counsel Um, because we see dating or whatever you want to call it, goodness, courtship, whatever, um, getting to know another person is the the point of that is for marriage, is to see, hey, are you the person that God has for me? Am I the person that God has for you? Um, So, this whole idea of like dating around, what so often happens in high school, my parents didn't really want that for me. Um, And, and, honestly, even though I was, you know, a hopeless romantic, um, I don't really think I wanted that for me. I wanted to find my forever love. Um, it just, I didn't realize at the time that 15 probably wasn't the best time to find that. Um, but all that to say, okay, so I didn't date, uh, in high school. Um, but, you know, there, I was a normal girl. There were definitely people of interest. And, you know, I remember that my prayers for my future spouse would kind of ebb and flow depending on if I was interested in somebody at the time. You know, if I was interested in a guy, then I tended to pray a little more intently because I thought, well, you know, maybe he's the one. Maybe I actually, after all these years, have a face to kind of envision as I pray for this man. Um, well, you know, most of those, all of those high school Faces, wound up not being the face of my husband, uh, though I knew Simeon at the time. Um, he was not on my radar as a husband candidate. That's a whole other story that we love to share and laugh about now. Uh, you can hear that earlier in the podcast, way, way back. We share our love story at the very beginning of the podcast. Um, but, okay, so all that to say, throughout my teen years, I, I, I was praying for my future husband. And, you know, you might ask, like, well, what'd you pray for? Um, I mean what what could you not pray for? There's so many things. You know, I would tend to pray if there's something I was struggling with personally, I would just pray, you know, that for him. Um, Lord, help him to be clear and sure of the calling that you have on his life. Give him direction as he's praying about what college to go to, what to study, you know, all those big decisions in that time of life. Um, you know, I would pray and ask that God would keep him pure. Um, not just physically, but mentally, um, you know, emotionally. There's so much out there that just seeks to attack um, purity, and uh, I I was really praying that for him, that God would put a hedge about him. Um, I prayed that God would give him good friends, friends that would encourage him in his walk with the Lord, that would encourage his faith. Um, And then as I got into my later high school years transitioning into college, the Lord really started putting on my heart to pray for my in-laws. Because I started to realize that when you get married, it's not just this one single individual. Um, A family comes with that. And a lot of history comes with that. And, you know, you're now combining two different upbringings and pasts and stories into one Um, and I really desired to have a good relationship with my in-laws. I wanted that uh, for me. I wanted that for my marriage. I wanted that for the children that I might have one day. So I started praying for them. And, uh, fast forward, the Lord so wonderfully answered my prayers in giving me Simeon and the Lord wonderfully answered my prayers in giving me his parents for in-laws. They have been such a gift to my life and it brings me such joy to be able to look back And to say that I I prayed for them. I prayed for that before I even knew them. Um, You know, and there have been conversations that Simeon and I have had. And now we can't line up the timelines perfectly. I didn't document every time I prayed for, you know, whoever my future husband was going to be. And he didn't always document his struggles or strengths or things. Um, But as we've kind of looked at the timeline, there have been several times where it appears that, um, you know, when I was praying through very specific things... Uh, that that might be something that he was dealing with at the time, and it brings me joy to know that even though I didn't know that he was the one or what was going on or all of that, what the Lord would have for us down the road, that I had a part in in his life uh, even before before we met, and now we are parents, <laughs> we have children. And I am looking at these sweet, precious little ones. Goodness, our oldest is only six. Um, But I'm realizing that time goes so, so quickly. And, you know, right before we moved here to Australia, we were packing things up. My wedding dress cannot make the first, the maiden voyage. Uh, It had to, it has to stay with my dad for a little while. And we'll bring that over at some point. It was just too big and would take up, a whole suitcase. Um, but as I, before I packed it up, uh, I had my little girls get into it. So Eden, I have a picture of her in my dress. And then I have a picture of Ivy was like two. I mean, the dress completely swallowed her, but she's, you know, holding it up and she has my veil on. But it was like in that moment of looking at my little girl standing in my wedding dress, like time flashed before my eyes. And I realized that it goes so fast. It really does. It is so true that the days are long, but the years are short. And as a mother, you have so many prayers for your child. I mean, you know, sometimes I tell Simeon, I was like, I have so much to pray for that like, I I just, I don't feel like I have time to get to it all. And even if I did, I couldn't remember it all. And so that's why I think the Lord just says to pray without ceasing, Just stay in a constant state of prayer and communication with your father so that when he prompts something on your heart, you're just, you're there and you bring it before him. Um, But out of the many different things that we can pray for our children, I think there are two That are just so... transforming for their lives. There are two that are so, so vitally important. And the first one is that they will come to know the Lord as their personal savior. Um, you you know, from the moment you find out you're having a child, I feel like as a Christian, as Christian parents, you want that. You want your child to have a real relationship with Jesus Christ, to, to know him as their savior and to walk with him as they grow up, to give their lives to him. You want that to be a passion on their heart, something that they are zealous about, to to have that. And all of that starts in salvation. So I feel like that that is a big prayer request. That's probably like prayer request number one. Um, and praise the Lord, we are now at the point where our oldest two have made a profession of faith. They give a clear testimony of trusting the Lord as their personal Savior. Um, and, and really, I think the next prayer request that has the greatest impact on their life beyond what will they do with Jesus is who will they marry. And I don't think there's any time that is too early to start praying for that. Um, and, and why, why do I think that there's no time that's too early? Um, because the reality is at least some of my children, their spouses are probably currently alive somewhere. If the Lord tarries his coming and we get to see that day. um, Some, if not all, maybe of their spouses are alive at this point. And they need prayer. How do I know they need prayer? Because my children need prayer. And so I pray for their spouses. I pray the same things that I prayed, um, you know, for my future husband. It might look a little bit different because at the time, you know, I had assumed I was praying for at least a teenager, if not older. Um, and right now I'm probably praying for little ones. But just as I'm praying for my own little one's salvation, I am praying for the salvation of my children's future spouses. As I pray that uh, the fruit of the Spirit will be made manifest in my children's lives, that they will grow in their love and understanding for God's Word. As I pray that they will learn what it means to put on the whole armor of God and to stand against the wiles of the devil. I pray that for their spouses as well. Because in a marriage, when you join, when you have that unification of two lives becoming one, You want that to be an equal yoke. You know, in scripture, in 2 Corinthians 6.14, it talks about this yoke and how we're not to be yoked with unbelievers. And so often I've heard that passage, uh, you know, the the yoke is talking about that connector between the two oxen. And you know, if the oxen are pulling in different directions, you're really going to struggle as the farmer to get your line straight. Uh, which is the whole objective of you planting your crops, um, the the fruit that you get from that, the reward, the harvest that comes from that depends on the oxen being equally yoked. Um, and so often I've heard that preached as in a believer should not marry an unbeliever, and I wholeheartedly agree with that. You're just headed in two different directions. You have different goals. You have different values. Um, you have different objectives in life. Um, now I now I say that, and if you are Uh, married to an unbelieving spouse, There are things that God's word gives so clearly to encourage you, um, to challenge you, to give you hope of how you can be a witness and minister and try to be a testimony to your lost spouse. But as I'm praying, praying forward, as I'm praying for the future, as I'm looking down the road, my children have not yet committed their lives to somebody. Uh, Thank goodness, (laughs) even though my oldest might want to. Uh, Sometimes she's well, she just wants to have babies and she knows that a husband's a part of that. So, you know, sometimes she talks about getting married. Um, but as I'm praying forward to this, I'm really praying that the Lord will save the souls of my children's future spouses, because I know the power of a united couple. Um, not that everything's going to be exactly the same. You know, Simeon and I both come from Christian families. We both come from great churches. Uh, we both have wonderful childhoods that we're so thankful for. Um, But they're different. And some ways of doing things were different. And when you bring that together, you have to figure that out. On top of that, marriage brings with it just two imperfect people. And you're going to have to deal with, you know, communication issues and different desires and selfishness. We're all people. We all deal with that. Um, But just realizing that when uh, when you start on the same page it just brings so much more to the table. It gives you such a better starting point. Um, and I kind of digressed from where I was going with the unequally yoked thing. Okay, so I've always heard it preached, you know, believer, non-believer, you shouldn't get married. But my pastor in the States was preaching one time, and he continued to kind of expound on some of what was meant there. It said, yes, that's important, that, that it is saying that. But it also said that if if the oxen are not equally yoked in in strength, in purpose, in drive, that that can throw off the balance of the team. And his challenge really, I guess, to the young people at the time was don't just think that because they're a Christian that that's, you know, Covers everything else. You want to find someone who has like passions, who has like desires. You know, when I met Simeon and we started kind of falling in love and doing that whole process, he told me he said like, God's called me to Australia, and I mean, I can't remember exactly how he said it. He didn't say it quite this harsh, but he basically said, if you don't see that in your future, then we really have no future, and it's better just to end it before it gets started. Um, again, he didn't say it like that. Abrasive, but but that's what he meant, and I appreciated that, um, because he was right. I wanted to date for marriage, and if I did not see the possibility of me being a missionary to Australia in my future, then I was not in his future, and it would save us both heartache if we just parted ways at the time. Um, now I did start seeing Australia in my future, and I definitely saw him in my future, and the rest is history. Um, but just all this, this whole idea in really praying that as I am trying, as I am seeking to be intentional about pouring truth into my own children, about praying for their salvation, about seeing spiritual growth and maturity in their own lives, I wanna pray that now. I don't wanna to waste today. I wanna to pray that for their future spouses because when they unite one day in marriage, I want them to be equally yoked, ready to take on the task and fulfill the purpose that God has for them, and to watch the harvest that God will bring forth from that. I Don't quote me on this, but I'm pretty sure it was C.T. Studd and his wife. Uh, when they got married, she came down the wedding aisle, and on top of her wedding dress, she had this huge sash that went across the front that said, united to do battle for Jesus. And um, now, I, that might be a little over the top. I would never wear that over my wedding dress. And honestly, I'd really prefer that my daughters in laws never wear something like that over their dress. But the idea, the, 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 just the premise behind all of that. It, it, it's true. I want one day when my children get married, when my son finds a wife, when my daughters find husbands, I hope that they are equally coming together with a heart desiring to serve the Lord, uniting to do battle for Jesus in their marriage, in their parenting. Because you know what? My children and whoever it is that they are married to are going to raise my grandchildren. And I want my grandchildren grandchildren. grandchildren to be in a home where Christ abounds, where Christ is preeminent. And part of the compounding effect of the legacy that Simeon and I have to future generations starts now, starts today with me investing in mine and praying for the ones that God has for my children to marry one day. And I'm not going to go into a whole list of exactly what to pray for them. Open your Bible and pray scripture. Just straight up pray scripture over them. If you don't know, I have the Head to Toe um, Prayer Journal. If you don't know what to pray, the Head to Toe Prayer Journal is just scripture prayer prompts, really intended for your own children. But hey, as you're praying for your child, pray for their spouse too. Pray for that child, wherever they may be. Pray for that teenager. Pray for that, you know, whatever age your child is, just pray for the person that God has. For them, that they will be growing in the same things, that God will be working in their heart, working in their family. And you know, the Lord challenged me a couple years to take it a step further. Really, I think as I was getting into the thick of motherhood and parenthood and realizing all that it required, all of the effort and sacrifice that it took, and as I was walking the sanctification road of motherhood, man, I have come to realize that there is nothing quite like being a parent to show you your failures. You know, when you might think like, oh yeah, I'm a really patient person or, oh, I hardly ever get angry or, you know, just whatever. I mean, put something in the blank. Um, Parenting, tends to bring out the worst of you sometimes. <laughs> and there have been several times as a parent where I just step back and I'm like, oh my goodness, I am not as spiritually mature as I thought I was. Um, and you know what? Praise the Lord that God uses my kids in my life to do that. I I hope just as much as I am having an impact on them, God's using them to have an impact on me and to mold me and change me. It's the same way in marriage. Marriage can sometimes reveal ugly things about yourself. um, But God uses all of that to refine us, to purify us. Um, But I think as I'm getting into parenthood, as I'm realizing, wow, I've got a lot of things that I struggle with personally. And if I am going to connect with these little souls, if I am going to try to do my best to partner with the Lord, to impact these souls for eternity... I really have got to be on my face in prayer. I've got to be in His Word. I've got to be constantly filling my mind and washing my heart with preaching, with good podcasts, with good books, with good resources. Um, I want my prayer team. I want my my handful of friends who I count on to pray for me. I want they been praying for my parenting, praying for me. Because day in, day out, man, I've got my good moments, but I've got my bad moments too. And I need the Lord. I want people praying for me. And as I'm realizing this for myself, I also realized that as I'm praying for my children and their future spouses one day, that the little girl that is out there somewhere that's going to grow up and marry my son has parents Who are raising her. And so much of the person that she will become is directly connected to the people that they are. So God challenged me to take it a step further in this most important prayer request, in this such important prayer request as you pray for your children. Don't just pray for their future spouses, but pray for their parents. Pray for the people that are raising them. Pray for the influences that are in their life. Pray. And and again, what do I pray for my child's future spouse? Pray scripture. Pray the same things you pray for your children. Because one day, hopefully you'll accept them like they're yours, and they'll accept you like you're theirs. Um, and, and then the same thing, what do I pray for, you know, for the, for the child's parents, for the future spouse of my child? What do I pray for their parents? I don't know. What do you pray for yourself? What are you struggling with? What do you need help with? Is it patience? Is it not yelling at your kids? Is it using a sweet and kind tone? I mean, I'm, I'm just, those are the things that are on my heart right now that I'm praying for myself. Um, Pray those for their parents as well because we, you know, we're all different. We all have different strengths and weaknesses, but if you're a parent, you tend to have a lot of the same things too that you walk through. Um, And really just praying for their spiritual walk, for their personal growth, for their relationship with Christ, that it'll be vibrant, that it will be consuming, that they will be filled with with the loveliness of Christ, that their marriage will be strong, that it will be a beautiful picture of what Christ intended in a marriage, that my son's wife, will grow up in a home seeing the beauty of marriage, the design that God has on full display in her home. Uh, You know, my girls, as their husbands are out there being little boys somewhere, praying for their mom that she will instill God's word deep within their hearts. Praying for their dad that he will help encourage them to raise up, to, to, to grow up to be strong, godly Christian men who are gentlemen, who are kind, who are respectful, who, um, just have manners and all these different things. I mean, it could go on and on and on. Um, but this is just something that the Lord has so used in my heart. And again, like I said, at the beginning, I have not seen the fruit from these prayers yet. I will be praying these prayers. For a very, very long time, and I'm thankful that I have time, because I I fail. I don't pray this every day. I don't spend hours every day praying for these requests. I'm, um, you know, sometimes getting a podcast or seeing Instagram, you get this highlight reel and think like, oh my goodness, you know they they must be so spiritual and do all these things. Um, no, I am just trying to follow God in the promptings that He puts on my heart. And, and as I was praying about this episode, this this topic really kept coming back to my mind about how important. I feel like this is in my motherhood, in my family, in my impact on my children. And the Lord just really challenged me uh, to share it through this platform. Um, You know, maybe one, two, three, maybe hundreds of you will hear this and will be challenged to do the same. And I just, I look forward to the future uh, with a smile on my face and apparently tears in my eyes. (laughs) As I think of my children's wedding day one day, or as I think about, uh, you know, having them over to our house for a game night, um, you know, one day with their spouse, or as I think about holding my grandchildren, or, you know, who knows where God will have us, but maybe sitting in church together one day. And I think it's worth any amount of time, any amount of effort that I put into it today. To be able to smile then and to say, thank you, Lord, for answering my prayers. To be able to look down and to see my children happy. Not just happy in a worldly sense, but happy in Jesus. Full of the joy of the Lord. Thankful that they have found the one whom their soul loveth. Uh, You know, their, their, their spouse that God designed them for, created them for that they will unite to do battle for Jesus, that they will raise my grandchildren in accordance with his word. I hope to to hug and, and to shake hands with a father and a mother one day of my son's wife and my daughter's husband's and to smile and to be able to tell them, I've prayed for you. I've prayed for you for years. And I'm so thankful that God's brought us to this point. And here we are, uh, joining families, uniting two beautiful people together. Um, And, you know, I I don't know how it'll all turn out. I don't know that my children will marry the people that God has for them. They have their own free will. And, um, you know, that's a conversation for another time. But today they're little. Today they are under my almost continual influence. And today I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray that the Lord will work in their hearts, that the Lord will work in the hearts of their future spouse, and that the Lord will work in the hearts of their future spouse's parents as they seek to raise little boys and little girls to grow up to be godly Christian husbands and godly Christian wives. And I pray that we'll do the same. So this is the most important prayer request. Uh, again, salvation being being of utmost. That's number one. You want your child to know Christ as their Savior. Um, but, but this one of marriage, it, it has such an impact on really that moment forward for your children. Um, and I think all of us as Christian mothers could echo uh, that we want our children to marry the people that God wants them to marry. And I think we have a great role to play in that and that is through through prayer that is on our knees I hope that the No Higher Calling podcast has been a blessing to you. If so, please subscribe, share with your friends and engage with me on Instagram at No nohighercalling underscore. You can also subscribe to receive the No Higher Calling encouragement email on my website, which is www.nohighercalling.org. This includes podcast notes, what I'm reading, spiritual encouragement, a glimpse into my home and some of my favorite products and resources. You can also enjoy more content on the No Higher Calling YouTube channel. I pray that this podcast will encourage you to fall more in love with Jesus and to be the Christian woman he's called you to be. Thanks for listening.